welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Oh, well, here we are. Another fabulous episode of the Misfit Messengers podcast. Uh, we're on episode 44, which, Ooh. fun fact, number 44 was my number in high school softball. Fun fact, I can count to 44. That's <laughs> fantastic. You don't even need to take off your shoes for that because you don't have enough digits. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is a cool fact. Uh, yeah. I wanted that number in college, but they didn't have a, jer- a 44 jersey. So anyway. But uh, yeah, so here we are. It's past Easter. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. Risen indeed. Okay. okay thank funny story about that. So I was about 10 years old and we were visiting it. Now I didn't grow up going to church, but you know, even if you don't go to church, you go on either Christmas or Easter or both. Right. So happened to be in a church on an Easter and this old man comes up and he goes, Christ has risen. And I was like, he sure has. And he was like, no, Christ has risen. And I was like, yay. And he was like, no, Christ is risen. And I was like, okay and he was like no you're supposed to say the thing and i was like what thing and he was like you're supposed to say christ has risen indeed and he was like let's try it again christ is risen so i said he has risen indeed and he was like good girl and i was like who makes up these rules and i was all stressed for the whole easter anyway but now i know the thing and i remember it every time i know it because that man stilled it in my brain that there are rules on this easter there's rules. That's that is awesome. Um, that is hilarious. I can t- completely see it in my head too. And and the fact is that that we had some folks because I did that in in our church. And there are some people who just who don't know that because like you maybe didn't grow up in church and so haven't necessarily gone to Easter. But it is one of the one of my most favorite things to be able to do because it's this like call and response thing. It's it's this insider language thing, and I just. So I probably said it six or eight times during church service. <laughs> they all got it. They all they, by the end, end everyone's it. a pro. By the end of it, everybody knows. Um. So anyway, he is risen. That's awesome. Praise God for for Easter for resurrection. Uh, praise God that he didn't just die on the cross on Friday, and then that was the end of the story. Uh, as much as we were kind of a little down on Friday for good reason, I think that we need to sit in that mire of good friday for a while so we sad about sad things (laughs) right and then we get we know sunday is coming and so that was that was awesome so i hope and pray that your guys's sunday's easter sunday resurrection sunday was well spent um that it wasn't just about easter bunnies and chocolate eggs although i love me some chocolate easter bunnies i'll eat the ears off of those any day of the week um I found a good deal on the white chocolate with fruity pebbles inside. I bet you did because that sounds disgusting. <laughs> no, it was delightful. You don't you don't even know. It was a highlight. Oh, I, do, I don't <laughs> even want to think about that. It was oh. it was good, you guys. Okay, maybe we can poll here, guys. Like our button if you like white chocolate with uh, fruity pebbles. White inside. chocolate with fruity pebbles? Delicious. No. Just. Well, more for me then. Straight milk chocolate. Why? Why do you have to adulterate that? Oh, anyway, moving right along. So we were talking. We've been talking for a good long while. This is, we're a little tired. It's in the evening. 
Um, again, our lives got a little bit hectic this spring. We had, um, we had it all scheduled to meet and then I forgot I have to go to camp for four days. I literally remembered last night, oh, I leave on Wednesday and I have to go to camp. So we had to like fit this in. So we had to, yeah, so we had to do a quick turnaround and change. And so the only time that worked for us to really meet was in the evening. And, and so it's, and those of us, those of you guys who know me, this is Jenny talking. If you didn't recognize my voice, but I, I am in bed usually by eight thirty. It is past eight thirty. Um, so if I yawn another twenty seven times, it's not my fault. I'm just, it's just that time of night. So my body is like, what are you doing, still awake? But I'm here with my good, good friend Amanda, and we were opening scripture, and so it's totally worth it to be awake and to do the things because that's that's the that's that. So, but as we were talking. We're talking about, okay, great Easter, woohoo, resurrection, praise God. Now what? What Mm -hmm. Like what happens after Easter? What happens after the resurrection? And those of you who are Christians and have been in the word and know know the word, you know that um, each of the gospels kind of has a rendition of what happened directly uh, following the events of the resurrection. You have, you know, the the guys come to the tomb, the well, the women first and meeting the angel and then seeing Jesus. Um, but ultimately, if we go to Acts, we hear kind of the the what next part of the story. And so in Acts chapter one, you have Jesus uh, being taken up, ascending into heaven to sit at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Um, but he doesn't just do it without giving his disciples some a job to do right Hmm. so if we go to i'm gonna i'm gonna jump to verse four in chapter one of acts chapter acts chapter one verse four on one occasion while he was eating with them jesus was eating i want to just point this out real quick real quick jesus was resurrected from the dead and he ate with his disciples after being resurrected from the dead Uh so just as a point of he had a body that would consume food. Right. He was not a ghost. Right. Or, uh, you know. An apparition, figment of somebody's imagination. He was a physical person who ate with his disciples. But anyway, on one occasion he was eating with them. He gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then if, this is just crazy to me, but it makes perfect sense in the context. But the disciples said, uh, when they met together, hey, Lord, this is, I'm, I'm adding some flourishes here. Lord, uh, so at this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? So they still, the disciples still <laughs> are assuming that this kingdom of, G, kingdom of God thing is going to be a militaristic political entity that conquers the Romans and boots them out of Jerusalem. And they still don't quite get it because they're like, Oh, well, Jesus, this is great. You died, but you came back from the dead. Awesome. Is this now when we're going to take so, control? Now can we go overthrow Rome? Right. Or... <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then Jesus replies to them. It is not for you to know the dates or times the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
So the point and purpose kind of after the resurrection, Jesus ascends to heaven and he gives the disciples the command to, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. I actually just uh, watched this funny, it was a funny little video about like um, the hype man for the disciples. Oh, okay. So, um, oh gosh, I might do a disservice, but he's kind of like, all right, so Jesus has like sent us to all these places, and they're like, yeah, and they're like, Thomas, you're going here, and he's like, awesome. And he's like, Peter, you're gonna, st- um, you know, stay over here, and he's like, great. And they're like, then what happens? You're like, well, like, oh yeah, and then everyone's gonna like throw a party for us, and we're gonna get like lots of gold and money. And they're like, no, everyone's gonna hate you, and they're like, yeah, and then, <laughs> then they're like, um, oh, so we're gonna get like a lot of fame and glory. No, people are gonna curse your name. Awesome. So we're going to live long and fulfilling lives while we spread the gospel of Jesus. No, you're all going to die horrible deaths. Oh, amazing. Like, it was kind of funny. But, you know, this kind of thing about, um, you know, why did they do it? Right? Right. right. Because, I mean, spoiler alert, um, the disciples um, ends are pretty drastic and yeah horrible in a lot of ways most of them were <laughs> martyred in horrible fashions yeah i mean boiled in oil filleted uh, impaled beheaded beheaded stoned. to death like yeah. death by stoning ow ow that would hurt for a while anyway then just it get the be right on my head. That right. would just be. Um, and, well, and I I talked to my congregation this week too about they the disciples would not have possibly done the things that they did that are recorded in the Book of Acts and and recorded in some of the early church fathers. There's some other stories of the early disciples if Jesus did not in fact raise get raised from the dead. Right? Mm-hmm. They would have. They would not have colluded on a lie. Right. Well, especially because look where they were before, after Jesus has, or he's in the tomb, but when he starts to appear to the people, right? So Jesus has died. He's in the tomb. Only the ladies stick around. Right. Um, And when the ladies, you know, so Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. She goes and gets the other ladies. When they go to find the men, where are they? Several of them, like Peter, hiding. Hiding. Peter has went back to fishing. Now, we don't know if it's forever. Some people say, oh, he went right back to his old trade. I don't know if that's necessarily true. But he did kind of go back to when he knew. What do I do now? Well, I guess I'll go get some fish. Because that's what I know how to do, you know? Right. Um... So it doesn't make any sense if it was a if it was a collusion for them then to go from that to their boldness that they then right. go into and and unto their ultimate um deaths. Right. But you well, know, like well, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Keep I was going. like, well, this is taking a darker turn than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> well But the, the we have to be honest to the history of what happened too. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also think before they received the Holy spirit, they were cowering in fear in that 
And once the Holy Spirit comes and imbues them with this power, which Jesus promised, he said, look, you're going to receive the power, receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. But when the Holy Spirit came, they had boldness. They had boldness to say, mm -hmm. look, uh, Pharisees and teachers of the law who arrest us, you say, stop preaching in the name of Jesus. Okay, fine. That's great. Um, but judge for yourselves whether or not we should, be, we should, you know, answer to you or to God. Mm -hmm. We're going to follow. Well, sorry for you, but we're going to follow God. Right. Mm. And not only that. So one of the things that I talked about at Easter and one of the things that I, I think of whenever I think of the resurrection is we can live life in abundance and victory because Jesus defeated death in the grave. Hmm. And so just like the disciples who, you know, are in the face of persecution, in the face of cursing, in the face of death, they can live abundant, victorious lives because they understand the fundamental reality that there is an eternity that exists, that we, we are eternal beings in our souls. And yes, we, you know, and, and I did caution because there is a caution about not just living to die so that you can live in heaven, right? Does that make sense? I just had this conversation with my youth. So tonight uh, that we're recording is my youth night. And we are just coming off of Easter. And yep. so we're talking about the verse in 1 Corinthians 6.14 that, you know, Christ, or that God has raised Christ from the dead. So also will he raise us in his power, you know? And so as always, when I'm talking, I'm learning a memory verse. To ask the kids, what does this mean? Because it's not enough to just to regurgitate stuff Absolutely. so you can earn a candy bar. Although, hey, you know what? That's all right. Everyone likes candy. But I want to know, what, what does it mean? And one kid's like, well, like, are we going to be zombies? And I was like, fair question. <laughs> That's a and, legit question. And an eight-year-old, you know what? fair question let's let's think about it right do you see talking about that when we all die we're gonna all raise from the dead in the physical body great question right yeah so because that's what he did for jesus so we're talking about eternity and about what does it mean to be dead in sin and what does it mean to be alive in christ um i did not get into judgment day the resurrection of the same stuff i mean that maybe that's a conversation you know when he's at least 10 but <laughs> <laughs> right but um uh or, you know the resurrection at the end of the world but um but it was a great question to talk about what does it mean to be dead in sin right absolutely right? and uh and it was it was a, it was a fun it was a fun night to, to think think through those things with a, a gaggle of um boys kept going like bro you mean like we get to like have power <laughs> yeah I, what does that mean? You know. Yeah, I love talking to kids about some of this stuff because yeah. they'll look at it in a way that you probably yeah. have never thought to look yeah. at, it. and sometimes to their detriment, right? It's like, well, you're way off base. But sometimes you're like, you know, never thought about it that way before. I think that's blasphemous. Right. But <laughs> no, I'm like, like, but what about what, what are you talking about? Like superpowers? And I'm like, well, in a little bit, like, what are the fruits of the spirit? And my, my daughter knows the whole love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So that was her little contribution. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, you know what? And like, that seems dumb. And I'm it like, okay. Like on eight-year-old bra brain, 
Bro. You know, well, it's easy. Oh, oh yeah. I have the power of self-control. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> That's a very helpful skill set. That's and the, actually have self-control. It but. just reminds me of like um Captain Planet when like the one got heart. You know, okay, awesome. <laughs> oh man, Captain I've, Planet. That's going I've back. I've dated myself, but I've, if you're at all from the millennial area, you might know what I'm talking about. Or Google it. I'm sure he's still around. But <laughs> I'm sure somebody put his stuff on on YouTube. <laughs> Captain Planet's probably there. But no, I agree. And I think that one of the things that we can do because of Christ and what he has done is we can have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And to think about that is actually kind of like a superpower when you are getting really angry or someone's really bothering you or you need, um, and in your own self, you might get really overwhelmed or anxious or fly off the handle, but yeah. God can give you this patience. Like, to 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 enter into things and not have it consume you right not be overtaken by your emotions um not be out of control in your in your body or feelings um having kindness when other people don't that stuff's amazing it is and um, it's the superpower yeah given to us by the holy spirit sent to us by christ yeah, and to have this boldness when we didn't think we could to go into places we never would and the kind of adventures that the Holy Spirit sends people on is like, I'm just crazy. Amen. Amen. And we can live abundant lives surrendering to the Lord, which sounds so counterintuitive, right? Wait, you have yeah. to, you want to surrender to somebody, submit to somebody, and then you can live abundantly? Like that doesn't, that doesn't compute in a logical way in sometimes how the world thinks, right? Mm. Well, I'm I live victoriously or abundantly because I live in freedom and I can make my own choices and I can do what I want when I want. Except that that generally lifestyle leads to death, mm -hmm. like death and destruction. I mean, think about it. Galatians is at two twenty. Uh, for freedom, Christ has set you free. Mm -hmm. And it's not, again, it's not the freedom that we think of like America freedom where, you know, it's, it's, it's a freedom from sin. It's a freedom yeah. that you don't have to sin. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, to yeah. give in to the powers of the world that you don't have to give in to the powers of the flesh. And it is. So when we when we talk about when we teach doctrine class here in Salvation Army and we talk about sin and sanctification, uh, especially, um, I'll actually usually t put a piece of tape down the middle of the floor. Yeah. Um, okay. And I said, if you cross this tape, you're in you're in sin. OK, so over here, I'm 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 not sinning. But if I jump over the line, I've jumped into sin. OK. So this could be, um, how many alcoholic drinks do you need to drink before you're sinning? Well, the Bible says don't get drunk. What does that look like for people, right? Right. I can tell you I am the safest when I don't have a drink in my hand. Right? But if I'm standing on the line, taking sip by sip, there's not a lot of freedom On if I'm standing right next to the line, right? Right. 
or how how much can you talk about a, someone's issue before it's gossip or whatever how much um i don't even know how much uh can i shop online before i enter into greed and gluttony i don't know or covetousness or covetousness right i mean that it's 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 different for who i am or what my struggles are or whatever but right. i can tell you if i'm if i'm 10 10 steps away from the line i could do cartwheels back here i have a whole lot of freedom to be doing all kinds of stuff right right than i am if i am so worried if i if i'm so close up to the line because some people do that right we get so close well in 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 the holy spirit we can do all things right or you know everything's permissible but not everything's beneficial. So I'm going to get as close as I possibly can and hope I don't accidentally fall over the line that I'm tiptoeing. Right. Which is if you're just walking in the fullness of Christ and not even worried about that stuff. Right. I have a lot of freedom. Absolutely. But I think too, we, we have to make sure that we don't forget that this freedom from sin is due to the death of Christ and you know death life death resurrection of jesus he has paid the penalty for our sins we talked about this last week because of good friday and we are saved by our faith in him right think back to abraham he was credited to his his faith was credited to him as righteousness and uh ephesians chapter 2 talks about this faith is a gift it is not of of works lest we might be boastful but at the same time, James says, look, faith without works is dead. And what he, what I think he means by this is, again, well, actually, James does say, like, show you, you want to say, uh, oh, I'm just going to go there. Give me a second. It's James chapter two. I'm just going to go there. That way I'm not like doing the Jenny Moffat paraphrase. I can just literally read it. So James, here we go. Do, 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 do. My flipping of the pages. <laughs> yes, James chapter 2. Verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. And he says, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. Hmm. I believe that there's one God good, even the demons believe that and shudder. Um, and what, what I think, like you're saying is, it does matter what we do. Now, does it... Is it? Do you have to be perfect? Well, Jesus says, "Hey, be fa- be perfect as your Father is perfect," but He doesn't mean it in the same way we think of perfection. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening? This is why you know, if we think about living abundantly, living in the victory that is Christ, are we going to stumble and fall? Yes, but I think as we mature in Christ, we do so less, mm-hmm. do so less frequently. And, and, you know, we're both, uh, I believe you're doing with your young adults, the emotionally healthy spirituality, mm-hmm. something like something like that title wise. But one of the chapters in there talks about that in order to be emotionally healthy, and then as you grow in your spirituality, grow in your discipleship, grow in your maturity in Christ, you have to understand who you are. You have to understand yourself. You have to understand that emotions are part of who we are and they're not bad. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that as we mature in Christ, those are where those fruits of the spirit, as we mature, we're going to see more of those fruits. Right. Because I can 
I can take a look in a moment in a in in a situation in a circumstance in the moment and say, oh, I'm getting angry. I'm getting frustrated. And either like step out of that because that's what you need to do to to calm yourself down or in that moment, recognize it. And maybe you need to step into that anger and frustration because maybe in that moment you actually do need to to step into that conflict in a godly way. Jesus did not back mm-hmm. away from conflict. Yeah, he, yeah. he went to the he went to the temple and turned over the tables, right? He he in Matthew chapter, I think it's 26. Woe to you, Pharisees and teachers of the law, you hypocrites. Right? He had no problem speaking truth to power. He had no problems right. like being in conflict with one another, he did so in a godly way. He did so in a way that honored his father in heaven. And so sometimes the emotions that we tend to think of as negative are not always negative. And sometimes we Mm -hmm. do need to sit in them and utilize them to have godly interactions. Now that said, as we mature in Christ, if we are growing, if we are understanding, having a deeper faith, having a deeper relationship and walk with God that we're going to be able to discern, to discern those moments better in our lives to determine what should be the reaction. What is a godly reaction in this moment and what is, what is unhealthy, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you're just absolutely spot on. Um, and those aren't things to be taken lightly, you know, aren't, aren't to be taken lightly. Yes. That's the words I'm looking for. I speak the English well. Yeah, it's all good. It's late. Um, yeah, and like, and when, and when the Holy Spirit did come upon them, it was like, and they had like, sorry, they had to wait a long time. It didn't just like show up. Yeah. What is it? What was it? Forty days. Well, it was yeah. Jesus appeared to them for forty days, and then they had to wait another nine days. Um, nine days in prayer after jesus ascension to receive the holy spirit gotcha yes um and i'll tell you i don't know i get impatient (laughs) yep sorry for that yawning i get impatient too like i don't know that i would have been able to wait nine days after jesus ascends like wait in jerusalem right because that's what he says do not leave jerusalem wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. Right. So there's Man. waiting and waiting and waiting. And I would have been like second guessing, what did he say? Are we doing this right? Can you tell us a time period? Did he like give I don't us think a... you guys are doing this right? Something <laughs> feels off about this timeline. I'm confused. Well, that's the thing about sanctification, this holiness, this walk of maturity in Christ, is that it isn't it isn't like we one day wake up and it's done. Mm. I've arrived. I'm perfect. I'm holy. I'm good. You know, it, it doesn't work like that generally. I think that we can have moments of superb clarity where God with his Holy Spirit can speak into us in a way that is a kind of a rapid growth, if you will, you know, where we have a leap of maturity but I think one, so the, one of my favorite books, it's by Eugene Peterson. It's called um, a long obedience in the same direction. Okay. I just love that title because the concept yeah. of this, this faith walk with Jesus is not 
a sprint. It's a marathon mm-hmm. is the cliche, but I think it's even beyond a marathon. I think of those like Le Mans 24 hour races, right. Or, yeah. or those road races. I think of, uh, have you ever seen the movie Hidalgo with Vigo Mortensen? Oh. Where is the rides the horse? May, maybe across, across the Arabian desert. Yes, I have, but it's been a yeah. long time. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's been a minute for that movie, but the idea that that race isn't just one day, like it's multiple days across the desert, right? Or the Iditarod, right? Which is the dog race up mm-hmm. in Alaska. And that's what I think of less than a, than a marathon. Cause even a marathon is over in a few hours, but if you have these, this lifelong race, as it were, where you're going to have days where it, it, you go off the rails, right? Yeah. And so then you have maybe a few weeks or a few months, God forbid, a few years of kind of rebuilding, getting back on the rails as it were. Right. But then there are times when you feel like you got, you know, some nitrous uh, in your gas and you just zoom like shoot in your maturity for a season. Right. And that's where our faith walk sometimes has those seasons of desert, has those seasons of, of abundance has have those seasons of, grief and mourning you know jesus says hey weep with those who are weeping laugh with those who are who are laughing you know be i'm I'm thinking back to what you said about not being a man you know jesus even works generationally sometimes i mean his scope is like far-reaching he's a big picture god (laughs) i sometimes think so we talked about the disciples and we talked about they went out they did everything that they were supposed to do and and they died martyrs deaths and sometimes I wonder, do they think that they failed? Mm. I don't know. Well, I guess that gets into some deep stuff about whether or not people who are in heaven with Jesus now, or does that happen at the resurrection for one? Number two is if they are in heaven with Jesus, can they see what's going on on earth, which is so set of its own thing? Or three, if they're in heaven, do they even care necessarily what's happening back on earth? Because, hello, you're in the presence of God. But but I agree. I, I'm thinking more on the bigger scale of... Like... Yeah, that's an even bigger scale. I wasn't even worried about that. <laughs> I think when you are... I think when you're in heaven, it's outside of time. And so you'll see the full scope of things. Yeah. Um, But I mean, yeah, you think that... But I'm just thinking about... You know, so often in our walk, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a long journey made up of a lot of little things. Yeah. You know, um, I think about, um, when, when the, um, who was it who saw the Ethiopian eunuch? Philip. Philip, right. Did he understand the scope of that and the long history that Ethiopia has had in the faith? Um, probably not just some dude I baptized on a road, you know? Right. Um, but you know, our I think about what do we do now? It's it's a lot of the, um just little obediences, right? Long obedience that make up direction. Yep, that make whole books of scripture. Right. Think about these letters; they're just letters. I mean, they're not just letters, right? But I mean, I know what you're. I know what you're. <laughs> just writing to my friend. Right. Right. I just, there's something I think could be kind of cool to hear about, you know? 
Yeah. Like, do we understand these full scopes? I don't think it's possible to understand them. But that's the beauty of the God that we serve. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. I don't know that. if we end up talking about what happened after Easter. Well, you know, it we is what it is. This is what we do. We get we get to talking and it ends up going where <laughs> Look, our trains go where the trains go. We don't always know where where that's going to be. So if we just get on here and we start talking and see where it goes. But um, I will say this. What happened after Easter is that Jesus said, hey, you're going to be my witnesses. And they did. And that's clearly nice. 2,000 years later, we are the offspring, if you will, or the fruits of that labor. Because the church has had a history of 2,000 years. Now, you could say, well, the church has been awful in 2,000 years. Yes, it has. 100% in lots of places across lots of centuries, the church has done a disservice to the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, often what they shouldn't have done. I'm not going to get into a lengthy discussion about all that. Yeah, our our pre-talk, friends, was actually kind of about why, why do sometimes um the church has like they stray so far from their founders yeah um and i think it usually has to do with power and comfort yep and whenever we that we're corruptible we're so corruptible yeah. Yeah. just we're and there isn't anybody that's like the good one when it comes to, i mean we're just fallible people i mean even look at some of the churches in the bible like um you know the in the book of acts right and the yeah. letters some yeah. of them started doing some cray cray stuff yep um or the letters to the churches in revelation yeah yep. um but the thing is it just hold fast to what is what is true hold fast that's what i think jesus's thing to the disciples was Hold fast to what is true. Hold fast to what you know. Jesus and him crucified. Right. And wrote and risen again. Nope. Hold fast to Christ. Yeah. And it's a long obedience in the same direction. And it's worth it. Oh my gosh, friends, it's worth it. Uh, We can live abundant lives, but there is some work on our part. Faith is a gift, but maturity take some work and we can do it and we should do it. We should want to do it. I want to do it. My God loves me so much that when I was still a sinner, we talked about this last week too, Romans five, eight, when I was still a sinner, Christ died for me, Mm. man, it, if I can reciprocate even a portion of that love, right. And understand too, that it is not just me, the sinful me that God died for, like that Jesus died for, right? Mm. It's the sinful him over there, her over there, the sinful other, them, right? It's not an us versus them. That's what we talked about several episodes ago. Remember who the real enemy is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Easter, you know who you think. Yeah. Easter means that we can live victorious lives because Jesus overcame death in the grave mm-hmm. and and overcame the power of sin for us to live in freedom. So how we do that, sometimes it gets hard. 
Just trust. Just trust in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Trust in one another. Yep. Encourage one another. Don't give up. Fortify. Be kind. Rewind. Oh my gosh. Stop <laughs> it. You're ridiculous. I love it. All right, friends. We're gonna we're gonna let that be the final thoughts uh, from Blockbuster there. Be quiet, be kind, rewind. Don't get a fine for not rewinding your tape. Um <laughs> and uh yeah so we'll we'll uh come to you next week with uh something i don't know we're, we gotta we gotta sit down and, and plan out some things and and get a kind of another theme going for a few weeks but uh in the meantime it, again if you have any thoughts questions ideas please send them our way uh we do in theory have some stuff coming down the pike here in a few weeks I, i'm gonna amanda's probably looking at me weird because it i have some ideas so we'll talk about it right after i hit stop record so anyway uh we're gonna conclude with what i conclude with all the time god blesses us why so we can be blessings to others we'll catch you guys next time